Welcome to the Meet Medic Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Suresh Kawadka. I'm a GP, a lifestyle physician, and I'm a practicing carnivore. I've had great success myself personally and with patients by following a carnivore diet, and I want to spread the word about the many benefits of eating meat. I guess a good place to start is why I made this podcast. Now, I recently converted to a carnivore diet. And when I say I converted, I really mean converted. I'd always eaten quite a lot of meat, always drawn to it. Whilst like anyone, of course, I enjoyed sugary foods, I was never really that drawn to them. I would usually prefer savoury rather than sweet foods. I'd usually prefer a steak than a chocolate cake, for example. But like many, I just struggled to not eat sugar. Now it's hard, it's everywhere. But as a doctor, I know the importance of diet and nutrition, and so as to determine to live a healthy life. After all, not many patients really want to see or take advice from an unhealthy, overweight doctor. Now, I cover my own health, my own personal health journey, a little, little more in detail in my other podcast, Quest for Health. But briefly, I've almost always been overweight and unhealthy. It pains me to say it, but it's true. My issue started when I was maybe around 10 to 11 years old and feeling overweight. Now, I remember my parents telling me back then it was just puppy fat and it would go away. And it did. But it came back with a vengeance. I remember always being conscious of my body and my fat. Thankfully though, I never developed any eating disorders, at least that I know of. But I was always unhappy with my body. Over the years, I did almost every type of diet going. And whilst I got some success, I was never really happy. If I was fat, I wanted to lose weight. When I was skinny, I wanted to bulk up and gain muscle. But nothing ever really worked. I was never really happy. And I wonder if I was even that healthy or simply just getting away with it because I was younger. I remember being in my 20s, spending hours in the gym every day. I used to get up at like 5am to go to the gym before work. I was pounding food and supplements because of course that's what it took to build muscle. Yet whilst I did get stronger, I never really built any muscle. Now, I did everything I was meant to. I tried, you know, I was getting up at 5am to go to the gym every day for an hour. I tried eating all the time, seven times a day, didn't work. I tried eating three times a day, that didn't work. I tried carbs, I tried no carbs. I tried carbs before, working out during, after, nothing seemed to really work. I did the exact amount of, you know, dextrose, maltodextrose, glucose, bananas, everything after the workout, mixing it with all sorts of stuff. The list was endless, but nothing ever worked. It was just so demoralizing and I just, I just wanted to give up. And of course life happened, you know, responsibility, marriage, kids. You just don't have the time to spend hours in the gym anymore. And honestly, I didn't really want to anyway, because I wasn't seeing any results. I'd resigned myself to being overweight and actually sadly became okay with that. Thinking back, as much as we celebrate body positivity, and rightly so, 
we are in danger of in society of normalizing and almost celebrating obesity and being unhealthy. And to be honest, I was guilty of that. I accepted and normalized me being unhealthy. I just didn't know any better. Now, over the next few years, I bounced around with my health, yo-yo dieting, losing and gaining weight all the time. I'd finished medical school though, my GP training, and had moved to Australia to escape England and the NHS. Now, anybody that knows the NHS will understand why. My own personal medical journey though continued, and whilst I was a doctor and looked okay, I was still unhappy and unhealthy. In this time, I tried almost everything except intermittent fasting. I remember thinking intermittent fasting was just a fad and nothing good would come from it. But a patient actually got me to try it. I will forever be grateful to him for starting me down on this path. And just as a side note here, I do think as doctors, we should listen to our patients much, much more than we actually do. I've learned a lot from my patients over the years and I really wish more doctors would actually listen to their patients and try and learn. Anyway, I remember him talking to me about intermittent fasting and fasting in general, but specifically about prolonged fasting. Now, he wanted to do a seven-day fast. Now, of course, I couldn't correlate this at all with my medical training. And so, you know, dutifully, of course, I told him he was insane and he'd probably die, that I couldn't support it and I'd have nothing to do with it. And he should probably go and see a different doctor who specialized in this work. No, I wasn't rude about it, of course. I said all of this nicely and professionally, but the message was kind of still the same. The reply basically back was, nope, you're my doctor, so you're going to help me. Now, after a lot of toing and froing, eventually I agreed to monitor him because I wanted to make sure he was being safe. And of course, he was fine. But not just fine, his results were actually astounding. Almost all of the issues that he had had disappeared within a week or so. My mind was absolutely blown. How could not eating be healthy? How could not eating be helpful to the body? This made no sense to me. I was absolutely intrigued. Sadly though, of course, my medical training just stopped me from accepting this. Though I did eventually agree to reading a couple of the books on fasting that he wanted me to. Now I'm glad I did this because I still couldn't accept not eating for a week was going to be healthy. But I started to realize that there was more to this fasting business than just not eating calories like I thought. So eventually, I started actually doing intermittent fasting myself. After all, it was the only thing that I hadn't really tried before. And I have to say, my results were amazing. For the first time in my life, I actually really felt in control of my food and my eating, more so than when I'd been doing keto. And I was losing weight and mostly keeping it off. My biomarkers for health were all improving as well, which was great. Now this all started me on this journey, and almost instantly, I actually undertook my board, certified, uh, board certification in lifestyle medicine. 
Now people say you should spend years studying that, but I was so fascinated, I was just spending hours every day researching and learning and I just jumped into the exam. I actually passed my exam and became board certified. Now, I was truly fascinated that diet and nutrition could play such a huge role in people's health. I was truly now able to help my patients by preventing their disease, not just managing it. Now, of course, some out there will know that lifestyle medicine heavily pushes plant-based nutrition, but this is a carnivore podcast. Okay, yes. I don't agree with plant-based nutrition. I've done it before myself, and I felt terrible. I see a lot of people who feel terrible on plant-based diets. Interestingly, I've never seen a patient on carnivore feel terrible. Anyway, I don't agree with plant-based nutrition. I didn't agree with it then. And I remember, you know, having to do the exam. And unfortunately, like a lot of things, like in medical school, this is definitely a problem as well. You kind of just have to learn the exam, not the truth. But anyway, I didn't advocate, advocate plant-based diets, but I did used to advocate plant-heavy diets, just not entirely plant-based. But I think it's okay to not agree with everything that you're taught. And I do believe that an inquisitive mind is a healthy mind. We're actually taught this in medical school. We're not taught a great deal in medical school, but some things we are taught are really good. And I remember being taught very early on to question what we were being taught, to question research, to question studies, and not just take them on blind faith. Anyway, I'll cover these in later episodes. Fast forward a year or so, and this patient basically tells me he's doing a hypercarnivore diet. Now, obviously, again, my medical brain just could not accept this. You know, it was like a AI in a, in a logic trap, just spinning in circles, unable to find the solution. <laughs> at least though, at this point, I was a little bit more open-minded and agreed to monitor him and observe him like before. Now, of course, all of his biomarkers improved, but not just that, his medical issues just completely melted away. I was absolutely fascinated, but again, I just, I couldn't accept that this was good. I mean, fruit and veg are good, aren't they? It's drummed into us from birth that we must eat our vegetables. We must just grit our teeth and think of England whilst we swallow these foul-tasting things. Indeed, I just spent all of this time learning about all these extra things about plant-based nutrition and how the, this diet, plant-based diet can fix the world and all these countless studies that show benefit. Yet through all this time, I actually never stopped believing that meat was good for us, just that perhaps it should coexist with plant nutrition. I'd always eaten a lot of meat and to be honest, never really been a massive fan of vegetables. So I actually started researching more and I found that yeah, like maybe there's something in it, but I couldn't bring myself to cut out all vegetables and fruit. You know, after all, these, these were good for me. And these were just people on the internet talking about it. So then I went to Low Carb Down Under 2022. And that was amazing. And if there's anyone that ever gets the chance to go, I imagine keto kind of in the States is, is very similar. You should definitely go. Anyway, 
I listened to a talk by the amazing Dr. Anthony Chafee, the plant-free MD, and definitely check out his podcast. It is, is truly amazing. I've learned a lot from him. But suddenly, my mind was blown. Not that meat was good, I knew that, but that plants could be bad. Hang on, hang on. Plants are bad? No, that's not, that's just can't, this, this just can't be right. Everything that we're taught, plants are amazing. This can't be right. This was an absolute paradigm shift. I just couldn't compute. It wasn't just that I didn't want, just didn't have to eat that salad, but actually maybe I didn't want to eat that salad. Maybe it was actually bad for me to eat it. But this kind of was just unbelievable. Yet completely believable. Something about it just made sense. After all, I mean, we know that you can't just eat random plants in the forest. That'll, that'll probably kill you. You can't just go and like eat water hemlock. It, it'll kill you within minutes. You know, you go and eat a couple of bitter almonds, you know, peach pits, you'll probably die. You go and eat a cassava plant, cassava melon, then prepare it right, you'll die. So it's not that much of a stretch to think that plants actually have toxins in that could affect us. You know, after all, just look at things like caffeine, cannabis, all of these things, these psychoactive agents, they clearly have a role. They clearly have a, have a function on our body physically and mentally. So it's not that much of a stretch. So I pretty much just said there and then, well, you know what? Let's try it. There's this doctor who's doing this now. He's been doing it for 20 odd years. And he looks great and he says he feels amazing. And it's someone in the flesh actually talking to me. This is an Australian doctor. This is not just some random on the internet that's talking to me about it. So my mind was basically made up. You know, I thought I'll try it for a couple of weeks, see what happens. What's the worst that happens in two weeks? I'm not going to die in two weeks. And I just figured, you know what? I'll go cold turkey. <laughs> I'll just go off everything. Coffee alcohol although i didn't really drink much anyway but no herbs no spices no plants at all i wanted to really really do it if i was going to do it i wanted to do it i was scared but i was motivated but my god the difference in two barely two days probably a day and a half i felt oh my god amazing i just it's hard to explain I just felt alive, truly alive. Now I'd gone from doing intermittent fasting and keto diet combination, which is about as good as you can really get for health. But even compared to this, it was just night and day. I felt just incredible. My energy just knew no bounds. My mental health was just out of this world. Now I really kind of had never really had any mental health issues maybe but in retrospect now i felt like i kind of just had depression and anxiety all my life i was just stress-free i was euphoric like nothing could touch me i was felt like i was just floating on clouds now we were actually going through quite a stressful time at that point my wife and i in our family not relationship wise just you know life but I'd gone from it kind of actually worrying about it most days to just like I just had a Teflon shield, like this, it was just bouncing off me. 
like I wasn't did it's not like I didn't care. It just didn't affect me. I could just deal with it. It's amazing. I was clear headed, clarity, just energy. And for the first time in probably as ever, I just woke up refreshed, alert, ready to start the day. I didn't have to scrape myself out of bed. From there, the improvements just kept clocking up. My fatigue was just gone. My tiredness was gone. My mood, so much better. My stress had just disappeared. Like I said, I just had this Teflon shield of just stress barrier, like nothing could stress me at all. I was motivated, genuinely motivated to do things, clean, tidy, fix things around the house, do the washing, do the laundry, do the ironing, like the dishwasher, like the house was just spotless in days. And if you know me and my house, I'm, we're not the cleanest of people. But, you know, I wanted to do this genuinely. I wanted to learn, research, improve my knowledge. I wanted to just be fit and healthy. I wanted to live. I wanted to be in nature and experience the world and care for the planet more than I'd ever done before. It's just so hard to explain. My wife definitely noticed the improvement in me immediately. Now that was around three months ago and I haven't looked back since. In that time I've researched and I've learned a whole lot more and I wanted to make this podcast to share what I've learned and of course I'm still learning. Now I'm not going to pretend like I know everything about carnivore, god no, but I'm going to try and learn and I want to take you guys on the journey with me. I've also introduced a few patients to carnivore diet and every single one has found great success with issues like irritable bowel syndrome, you know, for 20, 30 years just being cured, colitis, Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, depression, anxiety, stress, tiredness, fatigue, arthritis, you name it, it's got better. Even some conditions like bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, these patients are improving for the first time. I had a patient the other day say, for the first time in 30 years, she feels alive and she wants to be alive. I mean, unless you've got those conditions or you're managing these with patients with these things, you've got no idea what that means to these people. And from just simply not eating plants, it's just incredible. Even the patients I haven't managed to go all that way to carnivore, every single patient that I've seen that I've advised them and they've agreed to eat more red meat, red meat specifically, has they've, they've felt better. Now this actually correlates with a study in 2022 from Harvard University where they looked at uh, just over 2,000 patients. Who, it was an observational study, so okay, look, it gets some criticism because this is not the best quality of study. It's not a randomized control trial or a meta-analysis. But about 95% of people reported only positive outcomes on carnivore diet. About 2,000 people, just over 2,000 people. That's just unheard of. I, I don't know a single study that's ever come close to that. Uh, yes, okay, it's an observational study. But it's just incredible. People were curing incurable illnesses. Again, 
self-reported. But why would people lie? They have no reason to lie. They weren't being paid for this study. Just curing themselves of diabetes, chronic bowel problems. I mean, all of these things, just incredible. So there's really been no denying that it can help people. And yes, maybe it's anecdote, but still. In the last three months or so, you know, I've been doing this with myself and I've learned enormous amounts and my world's been turned upside down. And I've been helping my patients with this as well if they're wanting it, but of course I'm not pushing it on them. But it's really interesting because despite research showing that red meat's bad, there's clearly no denying that it's caused great benefit for me and my patients. That's really interesting because actually, I mean, I'll cover this in another episode, but you look at the World Health Organization's own data on red meat causing bowel cancer, for example. They used 15 studies. Seven, less than half, showed a weak association with bowel cancer. Eight, more than half, showed absolutely no association with bowel cancer. And what did the World Health Organization conclude? That red meat causes bowel cancer. No. You, you cannot draw that conclusion because more studies said there definitely was not a link than the studies that said there might be a very weak link. One might think maybe there's an agenda that they're trying to fill. Anyway, I even had a vegan and a vegetarian patient agree to eat more meat and instantly felt better. And now they're questioning their whole previous life as non-meat eaters. And they've actually gone and tell, telling their friends and family about eating more meat because the, there's the difference in, in how they feel. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of people like to eat more meat, but not everyone. And for some, it's almost impossible to come to terms with. Even faced with the knowledge that their diet is pretty awful and it's causing them harm, some people just struggle to accept that eating more meat and less plants could be good for them. Some people sadly are addicted to just bad food, and, and, and I understand that. Sugar, carbs, it, there is an addiction. It's very hard to break it. So, you know, some people need a little bit more gentle coaching. I've also had a few um, spirited conversations, let's say, with some vegan patients who have accused me of misinformation and spreading lies. Now, despite what you might think, I actually enjoy these conversations, mostly because they're useful conversations. I'm always keen to learn. But unfortunately, you know, the research and evidence they use to justify their arguments is almost always flawed, biased, or just of extremely low quality, never showing causation, and often barely correlation, yet presented as fact. It's actually quite ironic that those are the ones most likely spreading misinformation and unproven claims yet they actually really struggle to accept it. Some have decided to try eating more meat and are absolutely loving it and telling everybody to eat more red meat. Others sadly are entrenched and I've had people resort to childish name calling or worse, personal threats. I think if you're having to threaten someone to get your point across, well, that's pretty sad and you probably don't have a good basis for your arguments you're having to resort to threats. Not only do you lose all credibility, you just make a fool of yourself. And of course, you're threatening people. 
But that aside, I'm always keen to learn and have conversations with people. You know, I want to learn and I, I'm happy to engage with anyone that wants to have a actual grown-up conversation about diet and nutrition. In the meantime, you know, I continue to research and learn more. And I want to share that knowledge that I've learned so that others can learn with me. And together, we can improve our physical and mental health through a species-appropriate diet, the right nutrition. And I believe that means eating more meat. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Meat Medic Podcast. Subscribe for more episodes. And if you want to support this podcast, please see the links in the description below. Thank you for this. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help to spread the word that how, how we can improve mental and physical health through diet and nutrition. If you are imp interested in improving your own... Okay, let's just re-record that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Meek Medic Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please leave a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. It really does help out the channel to grow. If you have found this useful and you want to improve your physical and mental health further, please do check out my website, themeatmedic.com, where you can find all my eBooks are currently 50% off with the code 50 off. That's code 50 off, five zero off, O-double-F, for 50% off all eBooks. Take care. Thank you. See you in the next episode.